Good evening, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, and welcome to the February Lymphopress Lymphedema Patient Roundtable. We are so happy you all are here with us tonight as our date at the panel. We have some special guests here tonight as well. So as everybody logs on, let us know in the chat where you're from and what your name is. And I'm just going to introduce our panels here on the, on the screen. So first, we've got Catherine Rosenberg, primary lymphedema patient and mm -hmm. math teacher. Oh, math primary? Secondary. Secondary, that's right. I'm so sorry. I should know this by now. I'm so it's okay. sorry. <laughs> Secondary lymphedema patient. Math teacher, though, is correct. So any math questions, you can ask her. <laughs> we have Angela Jones, lipo lymphedema patient. Hi, Angela. How are you doing? Today? Hi, I'm fine. And we've got Karen Ashforth, our certified lymphedema therapist and fibrosis queen in her dazzling heart-shaped sunnies tonight. And finally, we have special guest, Steve Cantor. Now, Steve is the founder of Medical Solutions Supplier. If you're not familiar with Medical Solutions Supplier, he'll tell you all about it. He's going to share his story in a little bit and why he fell in love with helping lymphedema patients with pneumatic compression therapy. So after he speaks to you, you can have a chance to ask any questions of Steve. Um, you can put it in the chat box or in the Q&A box. And we've got people chiming in now too. We've got Dee from Citrus Springs, Citrus Springs, Florida. That name is great. Kim from Florida, Leela from New Jersey, Charlotte from Tampa, a lot of Floridians here tonight, Alana from Houston. So we're glad you all are here with us tonight as our Valentine's dates. Oh, and we've got a retired math teacher here too, Catherine. Kimberly says she's a retired middle school math teacher and a secondary lymphedema patient as well. So that's pretty cool. That is. Awesome. And Fenton says, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Fenton, our oh, Fenton. <laughs> We're so glad you all are here. I'm going to pass the mic over to Steve now to tell us a little bit about himself and why he loves Lymphopress. Go ahead. Thank, thank you very much, Alexa. Welcome, everyone, to the roundtable. It's an honor to be here tonight uh, talking about um, the lymphedema pump and how I got started in the business. Um, I, um, I'm a math and computer science geek by trade. I designed computer systems for many, many years, and I work with a lot of doctor's offices and hospitals to do their billing system for them. And then I worked with several durable medical equipment companies and designed computer systems on billing claims. Everybody that would have gotten a pump or is using a pump or is thinking of getting a pump, is going to have to go through their insurance to get it paid. And my system basically that I wrote basically did the billing for them and helped get paid so those patients were able to get the pump they need. And when I started the company back in 1994, I'm sorry, 1994, um, I was doing a lot of other products. I was doing walkers, wound care, uh, electro um, stims, um, but I found that when I billed for a lymphedema pump and I got the pump on that patient, immediately we would get a call or a letter back about what that did with the patient's health, with their, with their condition, how it was starting to reduce the swelling, how they were able to walk again. Unsolicited, they would just call us, and this is when we were doing maybe five or 10 pumps a, a week. And now we're doing in the hundreds a week. And every one of those letters, I used to keep in a folder and I used to read them. 
and it used to excite me every single day that I would come in because we were able to help this next patient and this next patient. And most of the time that back then, lymphedema was a very undiagnosed condition. They used to say that they used to teach lymphedema the last day in medical school and nobody was there. And that's really true because all of our reps that used to go into these doctor's offices, they would start teaching them what to look for, what lymphedema is, and how to basically treat it. And they used to be treating it as I still do today with compression stockings, wraps, elevation. But when we found this particular piece of equipment, this is what I wanted to concentrate on. This is what I wanted to build. And from a two-person company in the basement of my townhouse, we're now over 150 employees servicing 30 regions around the country and going into these doctors and these clinics and providing them not only with the equipment, but even the teaching that we're able to do now and some of the um, physicians that are working with us to add to the multitude of people that are now patients of ours. And some of them are using other pumps. That's fine. The condition is the condition. We believe we have the best product on the market. And we also offer that white glove service to make sure that the patient's experience is the best possible experience. And we have some incredible people working with our company. And I've just been amazed and very blessed over the last 30 years of where I started and where it is right now and how many people, how many people's lives we've changed. And to me, you can't have a better calling in your life and a better business to do that has that benefit of changing people's lives, not only the patient themselves, but the family around them. And it's infectious. As, as this round table proves that it's infectious, People want to talk about it. People can get the kind of help that they need, not only with their condition, but all the things that come with treating with, with, with the disease they have and how much more that they can be doing once the roundtable gets together and the discussion starts. So I'm, like I said, I'm somebody up there likes me because I've been very blessed in my life and I've been able to do the things that really, really make a difference in people's lives. And um, it, it has all come back to me in, in spades. So I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, and I'm open to any questions that you might have. Uh, and I'm, uh, like I said, um, this, is, this part of this whole thing is new to me. Um, I'm usually working behind the scenes. So um, this is exciting to meet everybody and to see what has developed over the last over the last 30 years in the company. Steve, and it really is, it, the, this round table is I think such a testament to kind of the whole ethos of Lymphopress, of med, medical solutions supplier, even the therapists in the community too. I think the lymphedema community in general is one that is so special in that everyone really deeply cares and really sees the impact that we all have on one another, be it fellow patients supporting one another, therapists, the you know reps helping us get set up, you know, with a pump. It, it, everybody is helping one another, and it's it's wonderful. It's 
It's one of these products, Lexa, that from the first time you use it, you know, you can put a bandage on something and it takes a couple of weeks to heal or, or, or that you're working with a therapist and you have to go back and go back. But you can put this unit on for the first time and get results mm-hmm. immediately, visually. You can see it. And it's amazing when people do do that and then they say, you know, I've, I felt lighter. You know, my legs felt good. My arms are, are not as swollen. I can walk a, a little bit around the house that I couldn't do before. So that kind of immediate reaction or immediate success in the therapy really is what makes the difference in, 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 what, we, in what we're doing. Because they don't have to wait around in order to start to get better. It happens immediately. I love when I see my ankle bones after a good pump session. <laughs> so it never gets old <laughs> seeing that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have, I mean, I, I have my, my wife has uh, fibro and she has some knee problems. She uses a pump almost every day. Um, and, and it helps, it helps get the swelling down and then helps get the, uh, you know, the pain is the, has lessened. And we actually use that product to develop a product for the athletes, um, which was another company that I had using the same science for people that are, are, are athletic, people on teams. We sold them to all the professional teams, that kind of thing, because it also helped anything that helps move the blood, helps get rid of the waste. And all of a sudden, if you played it one day, the next day, if you use the pump, you didn't mean, it means you know, you felt like you never played. And those are the kinds of things that happen with this, with this therapy. We have a message from Tina in the chat. She said she woke up yesterday thinking the round table was yesterday, but then found out she had a day to wait. This group is wonderful. She says, we are so good. We're so happy you're here. Oh, Mike O'Brien's in the audience and he's saying, hi, Steve. Hello, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of our territory managers at Lympho Press. Yeah. Um, Lena asks, which pump product is he referring to? It came a few minutes late. Sorry, no need to apologize. We're talking about the Lymphopress uh, pneumatic compression device, um, but pumps in general too, you know, it's, there's, like Steve was saying earlier, it's about the condition and making you feel better. But if you'd like to learn more about Lymphopress though, you can always reach out to us at marketing at lymphopress.com and be happy to, to talk to you about it. But um, we're really talking about the condition in full right, and yeah. how, how we help. So, yeah. Awesome. A lot of times, a lot of times people think, you know, a lot of times people will, the, the patients that we have will come to us because it's their last ditch effort mm-hmm. that they've been, they've been suffering for years. And the doctors are just kind of putting a, that may not have known about it or they were trying other, other methods, you know, for them. Um, but they, um, Everybody that uses it immediately finds that this is the only thing that has worked for them. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, a, that's a huge thing. We have a question um, from Randy and Charlotte, and this might be for Karen. They said they've been using pump therapy for five years on their right lower extremity. Lately, they've not been seeing as good results with their pump. They have it set at 50. What would you recommend to improve their edema? Hmm. Well, um, 
I wish I could put on my x-ray glasses and look through my computer and see your leg, Randy, because um, there could be a lot going on. Um, some of the things that make uh, people um, more have more challenges with success of using their pump. Um, the first thing that I can think of is, have you changed your diet or changed your weight? Because I can tell you that body mass is one of the biggest risk factors for lymphedema. And I have patients who, when they gain even 10 pounds, start to struggle a little bit more. And the inverse is true. When you lose weight, then it gets much easier to manage lymphedema. And I have some patients who have actually gotten rid of, or I tell them not to get rid of, but put in the back of their closet, um, a lot of equipment just because it's not as necessary anymore when you're carrying less weight. So some people can manage lymphedema symptoms um, by controlling weight. So that's one factor. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the chat to see if you give me any more information. Um, what else um, could affect it? Um, uh, if you have had um, some travel lately, if you're a little more sedentary, um, uh, not sure what kind of climate you live in, but um, this is the wrong time of year for your symptoms to spike. Um, I, I live in the Central Valley of California, and boy howdy, in July, we get triple digit temperatures every single day, and my patients just really are, they're, they're hopping in the pool, and they're using their pumps twice a day, um, in addition to everything else, because um, the heat can really create more um, symptoms. So anyway, I think I've talked enough. Um, I'm just throwing out some possibilities, some general things. I would say that um, if this is a trend and um, and none of those things are happening, then um, boy, I would sure go see your doctor and um, check things out, make sure that everything's okay, that there aren't any other factors that could be contributing to the increased swelling. Thank you for that explanation. And Randy did follow up in the chat and, and clarified, yeah, they've been doing a lot of traveling and also gained weight due to a foot injury. So all of those, as Karen said, could definitely be a factor there. Um, there's a question that I think either, either or both Steve and or Karen could address. Um, Tina asked, are the new pumps we are seeing in different drugstores a good start? Now, could we talk about the difference between why a, a pump that's specifically designed for lymphedema is different than, you know, those pumps we see for, for athletes or on Amazon, we see a lot of pumps. What is the difference between those and, and why should we look for the, the lymphatic ones? Um, well, a lot of times the pumps are designed, these, these lymphopress pumps are designed specifically for the lymphatic and the venous system in order to encourage blood flow from the, from the leg or up the arm, depending on which garment you have. And it's done by using um, segmental uh, device or segmental sleeves and also with graduated pressure where the pressure in the bottom of the, of the leg or the first chamber at the bottom, and then it gets less as it goes up the leg because you're trying to move fluid. And dynamics, fluid dynamics says it goes from high pressure to low pressure. So if you start your leg sleeve at the bottom at let's say 50, and then it goes 45, 40, 35, 30, 
you're gonna get a better uh, push up the leg uh, for the circulatory or the lymphatic system. And so the more chambers you have, the better the therapy will be. And if you do a graduated pressure, you'll get a better outcome as well. And that's why the, the, the lymphopress, the 12 chambered lymphopress is, I believe, one of the best on the market for that very reason. 12 chambers, graduated pressure, and also the ability um, you know, that it gives you to change the type of therapy that you're getting from peristaltic to sequential. Uh, so I, I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, the ones in the stores are sort of the basic models, the ones that we were selling years ago. Uh, the ones from some of the other companies do have more chambers, but the more chambers you have, the smaller the chamber and the better pressure you have, the better results you're going to get. I'd like to add to that because everything you just said, Steve, is so true. Um, the drugstore ones and even some of the mail order ones, they don't necessarily cover the entire foot and leg. There can be gaps. And if you right. have lymphedema, the last thing you want is to push fluid into an area that isn't compressed. And these are cheap pumps that are made overseas. They're not gonna necessarily last. Um, Pumps that are specifically dedicated for lymphedema, such as the lymphopress, come with guarantees. And if something goes wrong, it gets fixed. But it's not likely that they're going to have problems. I've been working with lymphopress and other pumps for over 15 years. And um, I have seen very, very few problems where patients have had to send in a pump. It just doesn't happen because it, you know, they're made so well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and as Steve said, the action um, is so different. Um, you can get these little massagers that'll basically just sort of vibrate, but they're not necessarily moving the fluid. They're just kind of inflating, deflating randomly, but um, not necessarily in a directional way. So there are so many differences and you just don't want to waste your money on something that is not even going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. We've got um, a question. We've got a lot of great questions coming through the chat, but we have one that, that Catherine is, is eager to answer. So Donna Johnson asks, she says, I'm on my third pump this weekend. I just received my first lymphopress pants. How does the pants work versus the legs? Catherine, take it away. So since I've actually used both um, types, um, I actually, it really depends if you have the need for the abdominal compression. Um, typically um, I use the pants um, for the most part, except now that I've had a, um, a central lymphatic repair, I actually don't need the abdominal piece. Um, but what it does is it has the 12 chambers but it's spread over the full leg as well as there's two chambers in the abdominal region, which there's one chamber that goes up the side from the pelvic area up the sides, up the hips. Um, and then there's one in the dead center um, of your of the admin um, that can that are will work um, either sequentially or peristaltically, which is like what I like to call the wave mode. Um, so that this way um, it's you never have more than four chambers filled. Um, but it really depends on what your medical need is and what your doctor suggests is best for you. 
Um, however, I found prior to having my issue repaired that utilizing with the abdominal piece was definitely helpful. However, if you do have the optimal plus pump, you can turn off the abdominal chambers if those are not needed. So you don't need a new garment just because you don't want to use the abdominal piece. You can just turn those off. So I'd like to chime in. And my rule of thumb is if you have swelling from the thigh down or mid thigh down, then the leg sleeves are great and they're, um, they're lighter, um, they're, they're less fuss. But if you have swelling in the upper thigh or the abdomen or the genitals, you really don't want to use just the leg sleeves because the um, if you if you already have damage or swelling in these proximal areas and you use just the leg sleeves, it can push the swelling up into those areas and make the swelling worse. Mm -hmm. So you need the right appliance for the right thing. And everything that Catherine just said, you know, um, they're, they're both great and they both work, but it really depends on where your problems are. Yeah, you'll hear that term clearing the lymphatics and that, that's exactly what that is. Randy says, uh, this information is great for me tonight. I just got a new pump last September. I think my sleeve is an eight chamber and I've noticed that it pushes my fluid into the outside of my ankle. Is this a flaw in the sleeve or a flaw in my positioning of the sleeve? Hmm, we might need a little more info. <clears throat> Can you talk, Randy, can you talk about what kind of pump it is and, you know, just give us more specifics? Yeah. And in the meantime, while you're typing that up, Randy, um, Ada, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They said, I want to thank you for my lymphopress for my right arm due to surgery. My swelling is in check. We're so glad to hear that it's helping you. And eight also, chambers are, the, there, there's an eight chamber that bio makes. I know that biocompression makes an eight chamber. Three thousand four is the is the model. Hmm. But I don't I don't know if there's any. I'm trying to remember if there was any other eight chamber. Yeah, I can't think of. Well, while we wait, we do have lots more comments and questions in the chat. Um, we have a question from Sherry who asks, "How does the pump affect advanced lipedema scattered all over the body?" I also have lymphedema. Karen, this might it helps. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's evidence that um, using pneumatic compression is helpful for pain as well as swelling. And a lot of people with lipedema do have a lot of pain. And um, it's it's kind of like having a weighted blanket. It just has that that comforting sense. So um, I, I have lipedema patients who use um, both a pantsuit and a jacket. They alternate if they have lipedema all over the body. Well, Randy chimed back in and said it's a lymphopress PCD five one pump. So that's a four chamber or is it four yeah actually four you can get it you can get an eight get chamber an eight. you can get an eight chambered sleeve with a with a pcd 51 mm. but um, you you shouldn't be having focused swelling on your ankle and there's no. some things that you can do that can actually help so it could be positioning um 
you know, we we talked about all the risk factors and ways to lower those. But um, something that I really love, and you know, it sounds like you had an injury, so it's insult on top of injury in terms of swelling and and all that healing that you're doing. Um, I really love the double massage effect of using quilted compression mm -hmm. at the same time as pneumatic compression, because the quilted compression gives a little micro massage. And there are a lot of different manufacturers that can make custom or even ready to wear um, sleeves. And you could, you could purchase a boot that basically it's it it looks kind of like an Ugg boot except it's soft and squishy and it's little pieces of chip foam that are quilted inside a soft material. So um, that might be something to consider. I don't know, Randy, if you're working with a lymphedema therapist or not, but um, that would be um, a, a great resource to pursue, I think, to um, make your ankle treatment even more effective. Yeah, Catherine got me hip to using the night garment, my tribute night garment with my pump. And it really does help give that extra oomph too. It's really helpful. Alexa, there was a comment about um, when to use the wave setting. Mm. Um, can I address that one? Of course. Yeah, you don't have to ask. So that setting, um, I have a little special, uh, I'll call it my special cocktail of how I use my lymphedema pump. Um, because I am a teacher full-time, um, I'm on my feet about for seven hours a day. Um, so I actually set my alarm about an hour earlier than I should. Um, and I actually roll out of bed, grab my pump and I put it on and I put it on the wave mode so that this way I can get my, um, my, my, uh, my lymphatic system cleared before I put my compression on. Then I work for the seven hours. And then when I come home before I go to bed, I actually use it on the sequential mode. Um, and that way it helps to really push out um, at, a, at a, I will say it's not a stronger force, but it kind of feels like it is because it's filling and staying filled until, until it releases. Um, and that for me works. Um, personally, I prefer the wave mode when I'm kind of half dead asleep. Um, and it kind of lets me go back to sleep with it on, um, being I'm doing this at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. So, um, but realistically, it really is dependent on per preference is uh, the best way I would uh, suggest it because both work just as good. It just depends on how your body feels with it. Um, in terms of if you have um, like where you can get foot pain because the, um, the when you start on the sequential method um but then um if you get that foot pain and you use the wave method it only has four chambers filled steve correct me if i'm wrong on this um uh, only has four chambers filled at any given time so as it goes up the leg the foot pressure is being released so you're not um having that um additional foot pain as it keeps filled yeah the other thing that uh, the wave does is um if you are patient that has wounds on their leg and having pressure on for any period of time might be painful as as well um it's more comfortable from that standpoint and it because the pressure doesn't stay in the chamber that long because it releases as it goes as it goes up the leg um so people that have sensitive skin or some uh, possibly some 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 ulcers uh some wounds you know, the, from CBI that they're treating, uh, the wave, the wave, uh, segment is, is a much better, much more comfortable, 
uh, setting to use. So Randy um, has a PCD51, which doesn't have a wave setting. But for Randy, I think because you have that stubborn ankle swelling, the sequential is a better program for you because it sustains the pressure at the ankle throughout the cycle. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's different programming that works better for different people. And what I find with my patients is um, if I have a patient that has a lot of foot and ankle swelling, um, I can do the wave at a higher pressure, or I can do the sequential setting at a lower pressure. And the sequential tends to give the best results just because of that sustained pressure. Yeah. 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 It automatically calculates, you know, you set the pressures, you have, you have the ability to set the pressures uh, manually in each chamber. Uh, and, or you could let the system do it, which will automatically give you a, a less of a pressure on, in the next chambers going up the leg. We've got uh, a message here from Sue who says that she's worked with her lymphedema therapist and they got a lot of fluid out of her thighs. So now her leg garments are too loose and she gets almost no compression in the thighs anymore. Are there any tricks she can use to increase the pressure in the thigh area to keep the fluid out? She says, I'm noticing that the fluid is creeping back in and I don't want to go back to those very swollen thighs after fighting so hard to keep them down. Help. Can you need smaller garments or you need a sewing machine. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I will actually take garments in, in my clinic. I, yes, I do have a sewing machine there and we'll just make a big seam. It'll be like a little um, stripe along the side of the garment. And in fact, that is protocol for patients who have had lipedema surgery with some of the um, lipedema surgeons is they want you to take your garments in. Um, it's, it's a lot less expensive than buying a new garment real frequently. Um, so, but you may also want to invest in a new garment so that you don't get that refill. Catherine. Another option is that you could potentially use even just a single uh, short stretch bandage on top in that area, um, or even a Velcro wrap um, to be able to help contain that particular area. The only thing is, is you don't want it to be too tight because you could push the fluid further down. So um, if you're going to do that, I would actually start at the bottom and, and go up to the top. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy tight, but I would definitely really make sure that you're not putting too much pressure because if you put too much pressure up top, it's going to push the fluid back down and you don't want it to go in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's very good advice. Now we are at the halfway point and I'm wondering if we could switch gears from pump talk to relationships and lymphedema, if that is good with everybody since it's Valentine's Day. There's a lot of relationships in our lives, a lot of people who support us as lymphedema patients. Um, what are some ways, I'm asking the panel, I'm gonna look mostly at Angela cause she's been quiet and I'm putting her on the <laughs> spot. Um, but what are some ways that the people in your lives um, have supported you if, with your lymphedema or lipedema and how, how have you wanted to be supported too? Because there are ways that are kind of more helpful than others sometimes for us as patients. Sometimes I just want encouragement. I'm not sure I always need it, but most of the time I just want encouragement because 
I tend to try to encourage myself, but I fall short sometimes. And I just want encouragement. I don't, and I want real encouragement. I don't want to hear it'll be better. It's okay. Just encourage me to just get through the day. That's all I want. <laughs> That's so true. I know I have a, a twin sister. And if you guys were on last year's roundtable, we had um, a special Palantines episode where we had um, our support people come and join us on the panel. And my twin came and she does not have lymphedema. And she has always been that similar, that kind of tough love encouragement where she's not going to, you know, stand for my wallowing pity parties in the shoe aisle, you know, at Nordstrom or something. She's going to be like, you know, you, you're upset that you, you're saying you can't wear these shoes it's that you won't wear them you can wear what you want to wear you're creating these limitations for yourself because you're afraid of what people will think about your lymphedema but the only person your way is you so that's always I always hear her voice in my head when I'm doubting myself or saying I can't do something because of my lymphedema it's like well no I I can it's just that I won't because I'm stubborn <laughs> anybody else on the panel want to talk about Catherine so one of the things that I found to be super helpful is not necessarily always reaching out to family, close family friends, but also um, close lymphatic friends through the support groups. Um, and last year, I actually had a very good friend of mine on, um, and I actually, this past week, I actually got to spend um, the entire week with her. She was here with me. Um, so we got to do a lot of different things. Um, and we were encouraging each other all the time um, to really just kind of you know, know that it's okay for us to walk slower, to do things differently, you know, and, and having that person there by your side, doesn't matter if they have lymphedema or not, um, is really an important part because it helps you get through some difficult times. I mean, most people, um, if you've been on for the past couple, about a year now, have known that I struggled with my lymphedema over the past year. Um, and this particular person has been absolutely amazing to me um there when I need her um uh, amongst many others um however you know and, and she understands it so it makes it so much easier to talk to talk to somebody about because she gets it even though we're different because she's primary I'm secondary but the way we interact with each other and the way our um symptoms are are very very similar yeah there's nothing quite like having a lymphedema friend who can understand what joy you feel when you do find a shoe that comfortably fits you and is cute because that sometimes doesn't always happen <laughs> they're not always comfortable and cute or someone who can celebrate when you find like a really comfortable loose fitting garment and you buy it in every color and they're, they're like yes yes let's do it let's buy it you know it's it's just no one quite gets it like other lymphedema patients the highs and the lows so it's so important to cultivate community like that or actually you know when we have shoes I, when I find a pair of shoes I buy, I buy it in every color because oh, I'm yeah. gonna, guaranteed I'm not going to find those again. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in terms of relationships too, it's not just the everyday people that live around us or the people in the house with us or, you know, good friends. I think I've been going back and forth to the doctor for a lot of different things recently. And I find that I always have to explain what lymphedema is to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And it's very irritating. I'm a nurse. I was never taught about the lymphatic system. So recently I was at my orthopedist and I said to him, I have lipedema and lymphedema. And he said, oh, you swell. Well, sometimes, you know, I get myself in trouble. 
So I won't even say what I said to him, but I think a lot of times too, we have to take the time in these relationships to educate because people really don't understand and they think we are just blowing it out of the water when we say we have lymphedema. The only thing they hear is the edema part. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times they, they don't really understand. So we have a role as an educator to make people aware of what it truly is, especially those people we're going to have even temporary relationships with. Yeah. Yeah. I call it lymph splaining when I have to yeah. <laughs> explain my leg and I, I kind of keep little like a Rolodex in my head of sort of answers, like depending on how deep I want to go in explaining it or gauging their actual interest. Cause sometimes when you start explaining it, people get that glazed over look like, oh my God, I regret even asking because yeah. now she's, she won't shut up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is, it is our responsibility as patients to advocate, to educate others. Sometimes, you know, that falls to us. Our treatment falls to us. So much of what we do is our responsibility. So it's a, a it's a heavy load to bear, which is why having community in these relationships is so helpful. And it's, a, it's our responsibility as providers to be able to go in and explain and teach and, and have these doctors understand more than maybe what they thought about this condition and that there are things out there right now that these patients doesn't ha don't have to be suffering for years um, with with this and they come back to them and they get kind of get you know um, try this try this you know you know this might work and we've had lots of patients that says I've been treated I've been treated by a doctor for years and nothing has basically helped until until this particular product has come along, right. you know, so they, there's a lot of, there's a lot of learning still to do in the medical community mm -hmm. about, about both of these conditions. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Catherine. So, and the other thing is, is because that, um, the lymphedema world really is consistently changing and they're finding new things. We really, as patients, need to advocate what we're experiencing and share those experiences because if we don't share those experiences, we can't show that what they're seeing in medical research about the lymphatic system, even within like mice and rats, um, can actually be true in humans. So um, I've actually learned this a lot over the past uh, seven, eight months, I'd say, um, and it really is important because I've been told uh, I've never seen that, so that can't be a side effect. Well, yes, it can. Doesn't mean because just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not true. So, and if you have somebody that's that's telling you that, you really need to educate them and get them to understand that just because it's not seen doesn't that they haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So, um, one of the big things as a patient, we have to really advocate for ourselves based on what we've experienced with ourselves and what we know from others, because you know a doctor on the East Coast may see one thing, but a doctor on the West Coast may see a total different reaction from a different person because of the symptoms that they're having. It doesn't mean that either one is wrong. It just means that each person's body is reacting differently. We're all built differently. Everybody's lymphatic system functions differently because my lymphatic system may not be exactly the same as Alexa's, which is not exactly the same as Angela's, but we all have lymphedema in a different way. So we have to really make sure that we are trying our best to educate as best as we can, because it is some, for some doctors, it is new territory and we can't be afraid to educate them. 
That is an extremely good point. And I think too, I think back about when I, I was born with lymphedema, but I wasn't diagnosed till I was 14. And I remember going to my you know desktop computer and typing in lymphedema. And all I saw were the really extreme, severe cases. And it was terrifying as a kid to see that because no one was sharing their experiences at the time. No one knew really anything about it. And we've come so far in the years since then. I mean, having a group like this, you know, having Instagram is like a major tool for the lymphedema community. There's so many people on there showing how they're living their lives, matching their compression garments to their outfits, all kinds of fun stuff. That you know, if you, you, oh, ahead, you have Steve. a condition, you have a condition, Alexa, that basically has five stages to mm -hmm. it, you know, basically. And people that, let's say, are in stage one, they have lymphedema. It's just not as prevalent and, and the swelling, you know, is not as much or there's no wounds or anything like that. And then, you know, if you don't start treating it when you've been diagnosed, no matter what the level is, you know, stage two will come and then three and then elephantitis, uh, you know, and all, all of a sudden, you know, you're now using a whole lot more um of the product to get these results because the stages have continually evolved mm -hmm. from one after the other we want to get people that's first got diagnosed in stage one and start using this so that they don't get to stage two three or four unfortunately a lot of insurance companies are not giving us that ability where they're looking for more of the evidence of the lymphedema mm -hmm. you know before they may approve something they're getting better but it's a lot of that's what that's a lot of the fights that we're doing right now at Medical Solutions mm -hmm. is showing that the need for it is not just, you know, is not just for the real heavy uh, elephantitis type of uh, condition. Yeah. We're getting a lot of really great uh, stuff in the chat, people sharing their experiences about their support persons. But we, we got a question from Katie who asked. Can you all talk about your routines to manage your lymphedema? I'm discouraged and overwhelmed by all the things I've been told I need to do and how much time it takes. Do you have tips to streamline your routines? I think you've come to the right place. I think we've got some seasoned uh, lymphedema management people on the panel here. Angela or Catherine, do you wanna share any of your tips? Or I could just keep blabbing. <laughs> I, I can share a couple that I got. Um, okay. Couple things for me is obviously I had explained about, I use my pump in the morning before I go to work. Um, and then I use it at nighttime as well. Um, I do use a daytime compression garment um, during the day while I'm at work. However, there are times if I wake up in the morning and my leg is more swollen for some reason due to weather, due to I was overly active or I traveled, I will adjust that compression to potentially either a Velcro wrap or a compression stocking with a bandage on top of it. Um, it really just depends on what I'm doing. But one of the biggest things for me is I cannot shower in the morning. I have to shower at nighttime because if I shower in the morning, I'm not getting my compression garment on because my leg does fill pretty quickly. So I shower at nighttime before I jump in my pump for before bed. So that this way, once I'm done, my leg goes up, I'm in the compression pump and I'm done for the night. Um, that has been super helpful for me. Um, but the one thing that I can tell you is there's no right or wrong on what needs to be done. It's kind of a trial and error and each trial, trial, um, yeah, trial and error. And um, each person is going to have their own individualized um, needs that need, that need, that they have to learn what works and what doesn't work for them. 
But if you're trying something new, you need to give it at least two weeks because you don't know um, if you if you go, oh my gosh, I had a negative reaction. It doesn't mean that it was because of that particular compression device that you're using. It could have been that you ate something that caused inflammation. Um, it could have been extra activity. It could have been flying. So you really want to make sure you're cons consistent for about two weeks before you say, nope, this doesn't work. Um, I also don't rely on one compression company. I have probably every single compression company, a product from every single compression company in my, I'll call it my tool shed because I clearly have way too much for it to be a closet. Um, but I don't get rid of them because they do work. Um, so there's times I'll pull out an older um, Solaris tribute, which is one of those um, uh, foam garments that uh, Karen was talking about. But then there's times that I'll pull out my newer one because I had it custom made for me that um, actually is more self-adjustable. Um, so it really depends on what I find to be the need of the day. And it's taken, I've been dealing with this for almost 34 years. So it's taken a long time for me to figure out when do I need to do what? And it really is a trial and error to try to figure out um, what works and what doesn't work. Angela, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I agree a lot with what Catherine said. I, however, am a minimalist. And honestly, I want to do as little as possible. And, <laughs> and so I rely heavily on my lymphopress. I have the, the pants. But I tend to be, I do dry brushing um, twice a day sometimes. But I, and I keep hydrated. But I also tend to, I love massages. So I tend to go to get weekly massages. That is, that is my approach. So. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I've got a time-saving tip to add. And that is um, I have patients who just don't have enough hours in the day and they um, don't want to get up early like Catherine does to, to do their lymphopress treatment. So if they have done it enough that their body's used to it and they know what to expect, then I'll say, do it when you go to bed. Put your lymphopress on do your program, fall asleep. And then, um, you know, you're going to wake up to pee and you can take it off and put it by the side of the bed and then get, go back to sleep. But I wouldn't recommend this unless you already have an established program, because you want to make sure that the pressures are right and that everything is, is set. So that's my little tip. It's a good tip. And to speak to just the feeling of being overwhelmed, because it is a lot. And especially when you're first diagnosed and you're reading everything online and seeing what people are saying, it, it feels very overwhelming. Um, something that I like to do, I'm a big list maker. I love doing like little habit tractor trackers. So I'll, I try and incorporate my lymphedema routine as part of my regular routine, as much as taking my vitamins every day, you know, taking a walk outside. I, I track all of that in my little bullet journal and mark, you know, cause I'm motivated when I see a streak of being really compliant with any of my habits or routines, it's, it motivates me to do it more, but um, just lumping it in, like thinking of it as part of your daily care, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, putting on your garments, you know, it's, it's part of it because it is, it's your health and you have to do it every day. And as much of a bummer as it is to accept, like, this is a lifelong thing. And I'm always going to have to be, you know, wearing my compression garments and things like that. 
recontextualize it in your mind as something that is, it's helping you. And you can find ways to have fun with it too. Like compression garments, there's a lot of really fun colors and patterns now that never existed, you know, years ago. And you can really have fun with that if you're someone who likes a lot of color or I'm more of a neutrals, neutrals kind of gal, but I like to, you know, have that go with my outfits and things too. Or it's it's all about kind of reframing it. And you take an elephant or you eat an elephant one bite at a time. It's kind of the same with your lymphedema treatment. You try getting used to your compression garments first. You try getting used to, you know, what foods um, work with you or what foods you may notice trigger your swelling a little bit. You know, it's very much trial and error, like Catherine said. So um, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's, it's, you can, man you'll learn to manage it. it. It takes time, but you'll get there um, and you'll feel so good. Can I add can something, I uh, Angela? Oh, can I uh, piggyback off, off something yeah, I, you said, Alexa? Okay. Yes, there's so me. much, there's so much online, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and when newly diagnosed, you have to be so careful to not be pulled into every little treatment and suggestion that you see online. I cannot tell you the number of bottles of tinctures that I bought in an effort to manage my lymphedema. So we have to be so careful. And it's like, it's like you and Catherine both said, you have to come up with your own protocol. Otherwise you practice everybody else's protocol and it does not work for you. You have to listen to your body. You have to watch what happens when you make those choices and then you go forward if it works or if it doesn't work. So I appreciate you saying that about that so many things online. We just have to be careful. Really good point. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, you know, you're using this device right now to help your condition. But if you're thinking about it as if you weren't using it, there's a good chance that that condition will continue to get worse. And the stages will get if you're not using it. And if you're thinking about that, every time you're using it, you're, you're helping yourself manage it so that you don't get the next step. You know, you put a Band-Aid on a cut so the cut doesn't spread, you know, and you're, and you're using this on a regular basis. It helps, but it's more preventative or it's as much preventative as it is actually healing what's going on because the condition is still going to be there. And if it goes unchecked, it's going to start going into the later stages. And you and you're not gonna you may not be able to start fixing it at that particular time without surgery possibly. So every time you're using it, you you think for yourself that you, you're preventing something else from happening or you're preventing it from getting worse. You're taking that step to manage it. Managing it keeps it from getting keeps it from getting worse. It only works if you work it, as they say. Correct. <laughs> Correct. We had a question from Joyce about uh, how do you feel about liposuction, LVA, and lymphedema mass excision when you've done seemingly everything else? She had explained her lymphedema journey so far, and Catherine wanted to touch on her experiences with surgery. So um, the only the biggest thing I can say is is you really want to talk to your direct uh, therapist regarding it because you know each patient is different. And to see, weigh out the pros and cons of doing something. Um, and then once you do that, you need to really look and find the correct surgeon for you. 
So meaning that different surgeons have different protocols. You need to understand what is required of you as the patient before, during, and after. So I can tell you, I've actually had the lymphovenous anastomosis. I've actually had two different types. I had one in my neck um, for essential lymphatic uh, disorder. I also had three done in my calf. I've also had two lymphatic transplants done. Um, and I actually, this coming June, I will be having the liposuction done. Um, and the reason for that is because it, it, my leg is actually limiting the range of motion. My, my lymphedema is limiting my range of motion in my, um, in my flexion of my knee, where it actually will not even bend 90 degrees. So they feel that that's the best option for me right now. But that doesn't mean that it's the best option for you. Um, and as a result, I will be in compression 24-7, except for when I'm showering. So, you know, if you don't understand that you need to be in compression 24-7 and you go to have something like that done for, in terms of the liposuction and you don't do it, it could reverse. So you really need to understand what the doctor's requirements are and to make sure they fit into your lifestyle. Because if they don't fit into your lifestyle, you go to do it, you could wind up doing it and then reversing the whole thing. And that's not a fun situation. So I actually had a lymph node transfer done through five years ago. Um, and my doctor actually did not allow me to put weight on my leg for three months. So I I'm a teacher. How do I do this? I did it in the summertime. So, but that's just some, that was his protocol. Doesn't mean it's every single doctor's protocol. Um, and th things have changed. So I don't know what his new protocols are, but um, you really want to make sure that who you pick is what you a protocol that you that your lifestyle can fit into and not just I want this doctor so I'm going to make it work when in reality it's not feasible um that is super important because you go and do this you gotta follow the protocol otherwise you can undo it yeah that's a really good point I think a lot of people tend to think um surgery is going to cure and it's not a magic fix. Exactly. Because I exactly. still have to wear my compression. I still exactly. have to do it to this day. Still have to use my lymphopress pump. I still have to alter things. Still have to jump in a pool when I can. So mm -hmm. it's not like it's, you know, poof, I did the surgery. Right. It's gone away. It, right. it, it doesn't work that way. It makes the management a little bit easier, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it go away, which is an important thing for people to know. Fenton is dreaming of a magic fix. We are too, Fenton. But until then, <laughs> Lymphopress is a great help. Um, we have uh, so many great comments, you guys. We're down to the last, gosh, like six minutes. I've been taking notes of all the questions. So the ones we didn't get to, which were a lot, um, we're going to try and get to them at next month's roundtable. I encourage you. I put the link in the chat. But um, if you sign up for that, even if you can't make it that night, it's the second Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Still sign up because you'll get the replay automatically emailed to you once we have it uploaded to YouTube. So that way you can watch it at your leisure, maybe while you're pumping, maybe while you're doing some MLD, you know, you can make it work for your schedule. Um, anyway, so we do have a lot of great comments still going in the chat and we're running out of time. Um, let's see. Does any of the panelists see anything too jumping out that they'd like to... Um, Oh, Leela Albert, who has been a, a attendee at these for a while as a support person, which is so wonderful. Um, they said, this has been a great help to understand the usage of pumps and issues as a support person. And we're so glad for that. And we're glad you're here because as much as this is for patients, this is also for the people who love them and care about them to learn 
how, you know, how best to support them and understand what they're going through. So we thank you for being here. Um, oh, everybody's saying such nice messages. <laughs> um, anybody on the panel see any questions in chat that they have a burning desire to answer in these last few minutes as we're winding down? Oh. Time sure flies when you're talking about lymphedema. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to touch on one thing real quick. So sure. jo Joyce uh, put in the in in the chat about um, aquatic therapy. So little tidbit about aquatic therapy, and I think I have the pressure right. Don't get don't don't quote me directly because I don't have the nice little handout that Ed texted me the last time we talked about this. I'll but, cover you. <laughs> you you're going to cover me if I got my pressure wrong. Okay. So um, for every foot of water. I believe it's about 20 to 25 millimeters of mercury of pressure. Is that correct? 22.5. 22.5. 22. So if you think about it, five feet of water is over 100 millimeters of mercury of pressure. Typically, the typical setting on a lymphopress pump, if your doctor hasn't changed it, it comes standard set at 40. So you can only imagine how much you can get from aquatic therapy just by kicking your feet in the water, just by walking in the water, swimming, you know, spend 20, if you have access to the pool and you're in warm weather during the winter time, it is a great activity to do because you can get that fluid moving without having to do a lot of extra things. You might even be able to, um, you know, utilize that instead of your pump on a particular day if you don't have time for your pump that day but you have time for your swimming activity it basically can work you know both ways but you would have to confer that with your doctor or therapist to be a hundred percent sure that that's okay with them but water activities are super easy to do and you can work at your own level without a problem and you get so much benefit out of them yeah. Here, here. And I think that um, water therapy is the only thing better than lymphopress because you can be actively moving your muscles while you're getting the compression. The only thing I would add to that is um, get a pair of water socks or water shoes because sometimes the bottoms of the pool can be rough and you don't want to risk getting any kind of scratches um, because that's a cellulitis risk. And also wear them in the locker room so that you don't pick up any fungus. But um, the other thing is, is that if you have a bathtub, you can take a bath and get 22 to, to 50 millimeters of mercury, um, depending on um, how deep that bathtub is. And you can be doing exercises in the bathtub. So take a bubble bath. I love that idea. <laughs> oh, well, everybody, it's hard to believe we are down to the final minute. So all of our swell sweeties and lymphatic lovelies who are here with us tonight, we are so glad you spent your Valentine's evening with us. And we'll be here again next month, the second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we'd love to see you again. And uh, as I said, we'll, we'll make sure we try and get to the questions that we didn't get to tonight. We'll have them on hand for the next uh, session. So we'll try and get to all of those then but we're so grateful you all are here with us tonight steve thank you so much for joining us you were so lovely to have on the panel it Such was my gift. pleasure this this is an amazing group um and what you're doing 
is spreading throughout the entire country right now uh, with people signing on and talking about this thing. Um, it, it, I'm sure everybody walks away with, yes, I can, yes, I can, and get the encouragement that they need, not only from this group and the panel and everybody else on there, but then they could learn what their family needs to do to help them through this. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed how quickly this thing has spread and what you and Brenda had been able to do setting and setting this up with our panelists um, and being able to help so many people just by what we might say at, our, at one of these meetings, they could walk away with hope. And that's what we, that's what we are all about. That's exactly what we're about. Thank you, Steve, for your kind words. And everybody in the chat, thank you for being here and our lovely panel, Catherine, Karen, and Angela. So glad you gals are here tonight, too. We love you all so much. Heart Happy Valentine, everybody. everyone. Happy Valentine's. Have a great night, and we'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Lymphedema Patient Roundtable podcast. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lymphedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.